morning, Mr. Boy. Good morning, Mr. Shekman. Oh, come on, boy. Just come on, pour the water in. I'm not really that hungry. Yeah, and if you'll eat it, we'll give you one more day off on answering emails. Oh, how, how, I mean, exactly how much water must I point to this thing, Mr. Shekman? To the line, Mr. Brewer, not a drop more, not a drop more. Okay, let's have a look at this. Um, it's actually not that bad, Mr. Shekman. Mm. Uh, toasty, toasty croutons, uh, quite a delicious jam sauce. Uh, what is this miracle invention of yours? Okay, well, I mean, you know, it's sometimes best not to know or, or watch it happening, but for the basic analysis of the mess that was left out afterwards, um, before the whiskey and cigars were gone, obviously. Uh, Jeremy and Bird had discovered cup noodle. Um, but then they figured out how to make cup toast with sauce. Mm, yum. Uh, what is this being branded as? <laughs> it's named the We Dare You to Try This Special. Before we get into today, our learnings for the week. And in sort of light of when this is coming out, people may be starting, well, students may be starting to think of design projects for It should be year. Christmas when this comes out, if my well, time machine is correct. Merry, merry. Um, so, the, the, day, the day after Mark's release, by the way, is when I think this one's coming out. <laughs> okay, so what, what it is cheese. we're looking at is, is a whole lot of cheese and a machine to then rotate it. Now, oh, these are these massive things of Parmesan that go for like four four years, huh? Yeah. Now, I, what, what sort of gets me is, you know, you see this like, oh, I, I can do that. Let me find an, another application for which we need a machine to do a task such as rotate cheese, change a wine barrel, you know, something yes. of that sort of, oh, it, it, it is something done manually. Yeah. And I think it's the, the sort of, now evidently there's an application here, it's being used. Um, possibly because they're stacked so high that it's a case of, right, to have a person then up on a, on a lift and stuff like that then starts to become a health hazard and so on and so forth. It's not just because there are people doing it manually that it is therefore a bad idea, therefore it needs a machine, therefore it needs to be automated. It's that whole case of start that as your hypothesis, but break it down. Why, why is manual bad? Is it the heart issue? Is it the... Um, the mass of the elements. Yeah, so mass, uh, how, how do you pick it up? I mean, yeah. if you use your Do you damage a, it when a, you pick a, it up? Yeah. Paddle, yeah. like you pick up a pizza. Yes, there's the mass thing. Um, I'd say there's a hygiene thing. I yeah, mean, for no, example, exactly. someone who's doing this all day, who's getting quite tired, would basically breathe out yep. quite a lot of stuff. Um, it's possible that they could cough or sneeze. Yeah. Uh, you'd obviously do the normal health and hygiene stuff, but uh, a robot is a zero bug introduction um, yeah is that, keep it in the keep it in that warehouse so that it never leaves and if it, if theoretically it should never the other thing we say about design is sometimes it's useful to have a, a human hand mannequin or something in the CAD environment so you can actually see how much space there is oh yes for, yeah for this thing um, obviously these cheese things if you look at them from the side they sort of almost look like cubes they're, yes. they're very high it's the big the big wheels of parmesan you yeah. can see lots of that sort of stuff but obviously the the way that the the shelves are are stacked the gaps the space mm -hmm. um you can you can squeeze a lot more cheese into the same and size i think warehouse. that's sort of the, the second facet to it it's actually less about the human aspect but we need we, we've got a certain space we want to produce more cheese we yes. want to have whatever ferment or whatever the case is with the cheese age more cheese um Right, we could pack it more densely, but then people can't interact with it without damaging it or whatever the case is. So yes. 
it's it's not a case of oh shame to the people it's actually shame to the product it is i'd also say that the way that these sort of shelf things are are, are done what what they've done here is they've taken the way that humans used to do it and they've just tried to replace the human and change the shelving yeah the, the age-old thing that we try and say is um well, is is that the very best way uh-huh. to to do this because there's a hell of a lot of mgh happening yes yeah um, in terms of this when actually if all of them are on the same level is this possible to do at the end of each yeah aisle where you no longer i mean i'm i'm parmesan cheese is quite dense and those wheels are quite big yeah so i'd go and have a just guess you were talking let's say 10 10 kilos or maybe even more per mm. wheel yeah um and there's a hell of a lot of money invested in each one of those yes. you look at them, and not even our prices but everywhere else yeah um so I think that that's an interesting thing to think of as as well. Yeah, it's just, it's something to sort of bear in mind is always take it a couple of steps further. You've got a problem, cool, it's a good starting point regardless wherever it is, it is a starting point. Just And then with the EU's fixation on nitrogen emissions from animals, is Parmesan cheese <laughs> even going to exist in the future? <laughs> really, and, and that, that's a, a good one to think. Okay, we're going into... When the, the lactose intolerance take over the world. <laughs> That, that's a problem for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy will, will get onto it, I'm sure. Um, we'll save that for the lawyers for next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, the design project, um, it's been quite some time since we last did it. If you, if you track, I always put down where, where, when these were recorded, you'll be able to track when the last one was recorded. It's been a while. And I mean, this sort of thing happens in, even if it's a case of in, in industry where it's Real right, projects. something comes up, all right, we need you to stop what you're doing right now, move on to this other thing, help this other team because they're short-staffed or there's a time yes. deadline, whatever the case is, and then come back to it. It could be you've got assignments and stuff in undergrad and you, you right, okay, well, I'm doing the design project, but I need to stop because the mechatronics course is happening this week. And it's not really a function of how long you leave it for. The point no. is if you get busy with things, what you were working on just goes to the back of your mind yeah exactly and then you have to play a little game of what, what were that? we doing yeah, what was that the game of catch-up yes um and, and in some ways it actually design actually works quite nicely with that it, it almost benefits from a time because you come back to it with a very very fresh perspective yes in an ideal world you come back to it and it's why, why did why did we do this oh we did it because of this oh yes and that still makes sense Exactly. In yeah. a, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes you come back and say, ah, oh, I should never have done that. That is a terrible idea for X, Y, and Z. Right. Which could be simply because you didn't actually properly substantiate why you made that choice, and it requires a bit of going back and forward, and you end up at the same point, but you now know why. Yes. All right, so where were we? Um, according to your notes, where were we um, in, in the project? Okay, so not going too, not going too far, far back. We basically... Yeah. After we'd gone from mini screens down to two big screens yep. and playing around with your little uh, prototype type idea yes. and then worrying about um, the need for being able to ha- have a laptop paper, um, be able to sort of charge a tablet or a phone yep. or, or hold a tablet or a phone, yep. maybe accommodate beverage, uh, food, supply, um, power to those sorts of things. Um, we then thought about uh, benches slash guards mm. slash we ended up calling them something cool um that was a screen a, a ledge lever slash barrier we weren't entirely sure what the primary function of it yeah. was going to be so a, 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 sorry not not a ledge an edge a, a <laughs> lever <laughs> i mean it worked the ledge made sense i mean um, a line and edge equals ledge right um an edge a barrier or uh, a, a, a lever yeah um, we thought 
either extendable or fixed, but without any form of fancy uh, rotation to it. And then what we needed to do was think about what loads it would be um, exposed to. Yes. Because, put it this way, everyone has bought a, a thing where the extra feature thing is a little plastic goodie and what's the first thing to fail? Yeah. The, the extra feature thing is the thing that goes yes. on first. So something to do with the load, something to do with the safe um, or, or how it was going to be um, electrified and then what sort of motion would be required if if any. Yeah. Um, and then we basically uh, then paused that and then we thought about with these two screens, mm -hmm. the whole thing of being able to uh, elevate, uh, translate um, and tilt while supporting um, these yes. two big screens. So you could end up doing what you do with a laptop. You could have this giant game of battleships. Mm -hmm. You could end up doing it like the roof of a house with the two opposing sides where exactly. you can you can play um, play a game without being able to see what the other person was doing yeah. or actually have it sort of like um, uh, a, a foosball table um, completely yes. flat and level and, yeah. and either sitting around or, or standing around. And then the hinge, we, we basically discussed that the spine idea, which went to either side and then that was going to be able to sort of translate from the wall out a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, so spine, uh, sort of spine imagine a horseshoe shape, yes. uh, two vertical pillars on either side um, and then a, a the lower sort of horizontal beam forms a spine for everything. And then yes, that can move backwards and forwards. So if you want to place it up against the wall, that's placed there and then you pull it out. Uh, theoretically, I don't know if we ever decided on whether it would be, I mean, not that it, it's way too early to make that decision, but whether it'd be a case of it only locks against the wall and only in the middle of the room, or it can actually be anything in between. We never actually kind of got to that. Well, if it can lock in two locations at the far end and the, well, against the wall and over yeah. here, somewhere in the rail, you would end up putting something external to it, which would latch it a bit like a padlock. It's yeah. got an open or a closing and it yes. locks in position. Well, You'd have to work out, and again, it's designed. So is the feature that locks it on the verticals that you pull, mm -hmm. so basically you have to do something there, and that is what unlocks and locks, or is this something which then happens up in the roof? If mm -hmm. it happens up in the roof, how do you get to it? Do you have to pull a string? Do you have to clap three times? Do you have to um, you know, do, do a dance? You'd have to think about that. Yeah. I'm thinking the easiest way just from a zero skill this thing's yeah. got to be up and down in five minutes and it's got to be literally bulletproof so you know the idiot from accounts can make it work the lock's probably going to have to be something where you access it from ground exactly. you, you can't stand exactly. on a chair to do it you yeah. can't use a, a pole to do it um mm -hmm. and and the simplest way possible if that is the case then i think the simplest mechanical type design is something which could be locked anywhere yeah um, simply because anything which is at the far ends if that stuff's up how do you get to it it's definitely going to be up in the roof mm -hmm. um, type thing so I, th I think just from a simplicity thing and I mean we've done a very bad thing there we haven't drawn anything out we haven't done a no. URS for it we've just sort of I've tried to read your body language and facial expressions <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't wound up his hand yet he hasn't cracked his knuckles so i'm, I'm doing quite well i think <laughs> um I, I think that would probably be the easiest yeah, uh, yeah. type thing and i think from a and, and modularity is the wrong word let's see what you take of it but mm. the skill set required to move the the two poles outwards and then be able to make the screens do their thing overall 
macro motion and then the micro stuff. Yes, yeah. I think it should be similar type ergonomics or similar type modularity. Um, you, you don't need a PhD in moving it outwards and then one for rotation. No. Um, I, I think that that's the one thing which we said we needed to be quite careful yes. um, with. And we did. We did discuss... It, it, we, we did the hinges in two different kind of ways. Um, but ultimately, we basically agreed that, well, you need to make the thing bulletproof so that that thing can't fail. You also need to eliminate the pinch points and, yep. and things like that. So whether it has handles or hold points mm. or, or something like that, you need to give people something obvious. But the way that you do that is a bit like a old-fashioned car door handle where you have to grip it and squeeze it as opposed yes. to yeah. just you can pull the door open from anywhere because then people will pull it from anywhere. Exactly. I mean, still a starting point. We, we'd look at it and see what kind of load would we want to have it actuated. Um, and I think if anything, what it probably come down to is a relatively light load for, you know, so you, you have your, you know, old Jim who's 65 years old now, he's about to retire, he can still use it, but he can't move his hand to his arthritis or whatever. That's right. So, I, I, I mean, we have to consider, we have to design this for the worst case. So, someone mm -hmm. who is, let's say, kind of maybe not the person in the wheelchair. No, no, but, sure. uh Below average height, definitely, Although and we below did, average strength. We did say working uh, with disabled persons of sorts and things like that. Um, so, I mean, I think there, there are ways where you can have it adjusted. My thought was more a case of wherever the actuation is that release mechanism. It's not in the standard operation of functioning with the device. So it's not resting on your support ledge or edge uh, system on the side where you happen to rest your hand and the whole thing just suddenly starts moving away. It's something where you, the only reason you touch that, the only reason you'd grab that area to squeeze or whatever is to move it. Exactly. And I think we need to take inspiration from things which we do naturally every single day in terms yeah. of pushing and pulling things. And I would say those are things like shopping trolley design and um, like tall cupboard type design because that's the inner household that's designed so that kids can reach the handle and pull it. So that's about the right sort of height, yeah. I would think. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. Just from a, you know, you can say, well, whatever it's going to be, that's about the height. Now, is that a requirement or is that a constraint? I'd say we're constraining it to be within there. We don't know what it's going to be. So the requirement is about what it's going to do. Yes, yeah. But it's got to be yeah, yeah, it, higher than that and lower than that. The, the system boundary limits to the system itself, but the thing that has that has created that that uh, sort of position or whatever is outside of that boundary. It's the users. It's the user has created a constraint on the design. Correct, so it's yeah. So it's an environmental factor. And I mean, would we say one, one, one person to get this thing out from the wall and rotate it? I, I think it should be. I, I, think, I, think, so. yeah. I, I think it's... You don't want it where it's basically in a light breeze because someone opened a window, the thing's moving on its own. Um, so it, it needs those mechanical stops. It needs mechanical stops. It needs some form of, of uh, um, yeah, rigidity that if you pull it, it doesn't warp and wobble and, and all that oh sort yes, of stuff. Yeah. Like it, it can't be, it can't be sort of. Uh, if you imagine trying to, you know, if you watch a car assembly production lines when you're installing a windscreen, that's just because of the physical reach. That's a two-person job. Yeah. With the, the suction cups, it it, it it can't require two skilled people to do it. It requires yeah. one unskilled person to be able to move it out and then rotate it and and move it. And as long as that's who we're designing it for, then it just comes down to the, the mechanical hinge underneath in terms of how do you unlock it and how do you make it so that if you if you wanted to extend, it would just extend. It would it just would, extend. You don't have if to you worry wanted about, oh, to elevate, yeah. it elevates. Now the thing is, how would you how would you do that? 
Okay, well, I think um, I'd first be looking at the mechanism. Now, we had two basic mechanism ideas which fundamentally were the same, whether we had a sort of arm out, sort of elbowed arm Yes, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a mechanical support yeah, arm yeah, yeah, which yeah, has of, got of several sort. degrees of freedom. Um, and then the other one was, in terms of yours looking out from the top, would look almost scissor mechanism-like um, in that that would allow you to then extend with a ball joint at the spine. Oh, no, ball joint, a hinge joint, um, sorry, to then allow rotation up and right, down. Right, so for the three and a half million followers, imagine, <laughs> imagine, grab yourself a piece of, a, I was going to say cigarette box and a pen, but who the hell does that anymore? Yeah. Um, grab a piece, piece of paper and a pen or tablet and stylus. What you're looking for is your classic French waiter stance where your, ah, yes. your, your elbow goes down towards the ground, your forearm comes up, your hand is flat and you've got... Uh, a saucer with an espresso yeah. um, on top of it. Th th that's the one type thing where you can lift upwards at the shoulder, yeah. you can straighten the whole thing out and you can tilt the wrist is, yes. is the one idea. The other one is... Um, sort of actually just rotate your shoulder outwards, put your elbow out. Yes. And then, so touch your, you know, <laughs> effectively stand up, put your elbow outwards horizontal, touch your shoulder and then move your hand outwards. And, and you can raise the arm. It does exactly the it same. It does exactly the same exactly thing. The, same. Um, the one thing in suddenly thinking about it is with the, the, the French waiter situation, the movement, if I lock my shoulder or, or my hinge joint here, the motion can only be this. Because we, we haven't, because we've gone back two screens, the rotation left and right, so we're passing to no longer left, needed. It is no longer needed. The mechanism, you know, the, the touch your shoulder, put your hand out uh, route, it just requires just a careful are we design. Not, are we not putting in one too many hinges? Because if it only has to go outwards, why do we have the elbow? If we can rotate up and down at the shoulder and our forearm can just get longer and rotate at the wrist, that does everything that we need. Not so? It does. Because we're not needing to slide it sideways okay. and we're not needing to tilt it sideways. So with, with the prototype, because that, that's where the prototype came in quite useful. Um, so if I draw and position our, our screen. So we're looking at a side view now at the moment. We've got our two screens there. And we're talking about the laptop type position, yes. one screen vertical. When we move that to that position there, the issue I found was with that hinge, you... Yes, you need a bendy arm. You, yeah. you potentially... Now, what, what, what it could be a case of is that you have a extent. So you basically just have one arm because the advantage with that then is that that we're talking about going all the way back to the beginning of this, this discussion how do we allow it to extend just extend just lift just lower yes we've got nice modes of locking so one lock would unlock the um or oh, uh, i'm trying to there'd be a, a screen there um an arm there the one lock would just unlock that position there so the screen can then rotate and and we, we've got our tp our, our roof our house roof we can then Put that down, lock it, rotate it up, and then you've got a secondary pivot there that unlocks and that. That basically, I'm trying to... You're basically playing with a bunch of straight lines to get something which is, if you take a deck of cards and you take two cards and you have them left and right and you look at them as though they're on the table, yeah. how do you get the right-hand one to be up and above if the mechanism is down underneath? And that's yeah. why, yes, you do need that extra thing because you have to extend out of plane to get around the bend exactly, effectively. Yes, yeah. Okay, right. Um, and then lifting up and down would then just be at your spine, whatever that hinge joint there that, that would allow that rotation. What if 
is the laptop screen thing absolutely, couldn't we get away with a simple arm by dropping the level one yeah. and then just, just doing like pure rotation of, of the top one? Just, just okay. as a, no, as no, a no, simplification no. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. So you're almost rotating the spine yes. so that the spine sits in such a position that both screens effectively move. Yes, so the problem that we've got here is if you take two relatively, let's say, thick books next to each other, yeah. how do you hinge them so you don't end up losing a corner of, of the book yeah. if you put them at a 90-degree bend to each other? That's the problem. I, I think we could do it with a simple thing that if, if, the, if the, the level one drops down and the top one then just rotates you could get rid of that lost motion but that might be more complicated than if we just go for the arm with the with the elbow it, what what I, what I think it requires is you know this is uh, the the quintessential trap students get into let's all right let's evaluate the options let's go through criteria with what we've got and we don't actually have enough here because in order to actually analyze that you need to look at masses you need to look at therefore what kind of loads would that hinge Need. Well, in, in terms of the geometry, yes, uh, the standard thing is shapes, yep. shapes that work. So I would be very tempted, w before doing loads, I would work out, is the shape even, what shape is required to do that? Yes, yeah. I would do it old-fashioned. I would do it graph paper with compasses and arcs and crap yes, like yeah. that. Um, I guess you do it in the CAD. I do it in do CAD, it in, yeah. In, in CAD. Yeah. But ultimately, we're going to end up with the same sort of thing where it's a case of, you cannot do it with a straight line because your tangents are not going to be able to meet. So you're going to have to do something over there. To, something's going to have to extend or there's going to have to be a, a slide or something to make it make it work. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and once you've got that, then it's a case of what are the worst case static loads? Mm -hmm. Then what are the extra things? So Bob leaning on the corner yeah. that we have to take into account. Um, think about the edges, the ledges or um, the barriers. Um, <laughs> and, and then how would you grip it and make it move? Yes. And if, if you had a thing like this, would so it's, let's assume we, we jump forward. So now we, we're trying to, we got it, we built three different prototypes and we're trying to evaluate it that way mm -hmm. because that's what you would do for product for design. something like that. Actually so just we, 3D print some stuff and make it and test it. One way or another, we, we do, it's not a case that we're taking the rough idea now and just evaluating. We actually take, we'd effectively be taking each idea, developing all of them simultaneously to a, uh, actual examinable point. Yes. Whether that is 3D printing, whether that's fully CADing, whatever the case is, we need numbers to attach to it. We, we need, so we'd have to take all three years to some kind of prototyping so stage. I'm going to throw a, a, a baseball far into the future. When you walk up to the screen, mm. regardless of what's underneath it, if you think of anything that can move, mm. there normally are buttons for the features i mean on a tv you yes. can work there's universal for channel up and down volume and turn change on. input yes, turn yeah, on yeah. Off. with this particular thing how how would you imagine it would look would you would you have different color-coded things with let's say words uh tilt extend mm. elevate in which case if you push elevate it can only elevate but you know what you're doing um or would you go for like a car steering wheel thing where like there's just a universal thing and you can kind of do whatever you ever you want I, I think because we wanted that okay well I, again it would be something we'd i think i think in many ways we'd have the case of design the mechanism get that working and then we look at how, okay, how would we need to lock this could it be something done in one or is it something that you you have to have three separate inputs because it's just the way it works but the the idea being that i think of right i want to go into tv mode you know, it's a case of, right, like, was it that I, 
I have to pull first and then rotate, whatever the case is, rather than almost like in the way where we have at our desk here, there's like these little the handles for the drawer, something there, and that is labeled um, uh, TP or that is labeled. I, I think your little symbol that you drew is a better thing of what oh, okay, you want yes, the screen yeah. to look like. But here's the problem I walk into the room, I pull it out, I extend it. If we had three different buttons labeled tilt, extend, elevate, those are standard words which most people would yes, understand yeah. i pull the screens into a position and i don't pack it away you come in after me and you yeah. want to get it into a different configuration you, you have to reverse now have to, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what i did to get it there whether i did elevate first then tilt etc and that's why i think just forward thinking the, the i think there's got to be like a universal thing where literally you want the either with like symbols yeah so f f flat or 90 Okay, so yeah. like a, a plus sign for, yes, yeah. for that. Then there's the A-frame house thing, and then there's the laptop screen thing. Yeah. And it's a case of whichever one you want to do, that's the button that you have to push. So if you walk in there and it looks like the roof of a house, you hit roof of house and it will go flat again. Okay. Or you'll be able to yes. move it flat. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, yeah, because I think what we've always tried to avoid is having machines and servos and stuff to actuate and stuff just to, to limit correct. Because wrong. I think this can be done mechanically. It's just these are the sorts of things that bug me because I, I want to know what the dashboard and the aeroplane is going to look like oh, hell yes, while yeah. we're busy stuffing yes, around with yeah. the wing and where the pilot's going to go. I, I tend to do that. It's, it's one of the kind of the integration um, type yes. things because otherwise you design the world's most perfect mechanical thing which That's is fiendishly difficult to use. Yeah, and no one wants to use it, and therefore it's not used, and therefore it's not solved the problem. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think then in terms of the next steps, it's 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 getting that, that linkage that it works without the edge lever or barriers, because that is, that's got nothing to oh, do yeah, with they, they are this. Independent, yeah. And if we try and get that to articulate in, we're just going to make a mess. Um, so it's the actual geometry of that with the, with the kind of loads, with an actual working thing. So we need yeah. a side view. A side view cross-section to scale is mm -hmm. what the next step is right, um, well, with two different um, cool. ideas. Cool. Let's, let's, let's do let's that make for, a quick for note time. of that. Um, what you might know is that we've discussed points that we might have talked about last time, and we might have even completely retconned everything we said the last time. That's the nature of design. Um, we've got our notes. We've got what we've done. In but we've kept your two bloody screens. Uh, we kept the, th uh, the third screen I've, I've <laughs> hidden underneath it as a, an Easter egg for those that happen to just lift the one screen you find and a completely unnecessarily overpriced screen just doing fuck all. Um, all right. But uh, so okay, geometry of, of hinges. Um, all right. Okay. Well, thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.